Welcome back to another episode of NAMI OC's Declassified Anxiety Survival Guide. Um, today, we are going to be talking about growing up and what it's like, what we've learned. I mean, I'm only 21. Amanda, how old are you? 29? 28? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm 29. 29. 29. Thank you for 27. I'll take that one. Yeah. Um, we're just going to... These are what we've learned and what we're still currently learning, these few little tidbits of life. But I think everyone should, you know, hear it again. It's a good way to, you know, it's a good like I know I feel like when you hear the the life lessons, you get the eye roll, but like honestly, some of these are so true and you don't see it when you're there, but yeah you get there and then you look back and go yeah. exactly exactly it's also like this is going to be filled with cliches and I, I already apologize for the mega cliches we have but yes the cliches <laughs> is what it's what make life keeps going around it really is <laughs> that and the Ferris Bueller movie quotes yes yes it's going to be coming yes. at you hot so <laughs> yeah um but we just before we get started we also want um to take a moment and mention that we have a survey linked in our show notes and we would love to hear your guys' input and hear what you guys think about the show. Um, This will help us grow our podcast and continue talking more about mental health and mental wealth and ending the stigma and all of that good stuff. So if you guys can take five minutes out of your day and give us that survey, it'll be the most helpful. So thank you for that. But here we go our life lessons we've learned. Do you want to start it off as the older sibling you are? (laughs) Yes. The older sibling. Um, all right. Yeah. So we, I guess a little backstory, we definitely like looked up a couple lists of like, what's the cliche life lessons people should learn. Um, and after like pouring through a bunch of different ones, we landed on these where I think we both were like, yes, that's, that's something either that I feel like we're, in the process of, of working on, or definitely have realized by this point in our lives. So here's, here's kind of where we've, where we've kickstarted is, which I think is one where we, you kind of start this really high school. Cause I think this is when the first time it really becomes a focus for you is self-worth is not defined by any of these numbers. So that your ACT score, your SAT score, your GPA, your salary, Um, as, as someone who has been well out of school now, I can tell you no one ever has ever asked me what my GPA was, what my SAT score was. Um, you know, those things granted. Okay. So I'll say granted, maybe for some fields, it is kind of relevant, especially when you're like first graduating, you know, some of them care. Um, you know, if you're trying to go for your master's, then you know, it matters a little bit, but if you're worried that like your SAT score is not going to get you into the dream college or your, you know, top choice for this, uh, you're fine. (laughs) You're fine. Even if it, even if you don't hit your top choice, you know, I think college is one of those that it's so based around your experience and like what you learn out of it and less about, sad to say like less about the academics for reals, Um, you know, you're there to really like embrace yourself, learn more about you, learn what you're passionate about, get that kind of direction in your life. And I think that's way more defining. So, I mean, you'll find that at whatever school you go to, um, you know, I'm someone who I went to community college first. That's how I started out because I got into schools and I got into the school I wanted to go to in high school. So it's not like I had no options, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay. I, you know, when it got closer to committing and having to actually go, I realized for my own self that, Hey, I really, I don't know what my direction is. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I want to do. Um, so I, maybe I do want to just hang back and kind of figure myself out before I move on. Cause I'd been so driven for so many years of, 
you know, school, 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 you have to get the grades, you have to get the grades, you have to get the grades that by the time I did hit senior year, I was, I was done. I, I didn't want anything to do with school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really needed that, especially those first like two years. I went to community a lot longer because the first two years I really was burnt out. I didn't want to go to school. I thought it was dumb. I had to repeat classes. I literally took my senior year because mm-hmm. I went overboard and took like 10 classes my senior year. I don't know who yeah. I thought I was. Um, so a lot of it was just repeat and I didn't, I didn't see the point in it. I didn't see where I wanted to go. Um, and, and I really, it wasn't until like, I went to a really specific class and had this really specific teacher who completely changed my mindset about school found, helped me find what I was passionate about doing. Um, and then from there I was able to like, okay, this is, this is my path. I've discovered it. Now I have my goal in mind. And now I got to go, I went to a school that I think was even better for me than the one I originally wanted to in high school. Um, you know, I loved the school I went to. It had its ups and downs. I won't lie. Cause every school does, but you know, it, it was a great learning experience. And I think I gained, I gained more from the connections I made there from you know, having like an internship that really, really fueled my passion for, for what I do now. Um, which, you know, th- that I had an internship and that's where my first job was afterwards. Cause I, I did a great enough job there and yeah. they were impressed. And so it took me and it didn't matter what my GPA was by the time I graduated. Cause they loved the work that I did, yeah. um, and loved how passionate I was about it. So, you know, I think all in all it, yeah, for schooling wise and for those purposes, you know, your GPA is, has some relevance, but the later you get into life, no one even looks twice at that number ever, ever mm-hmm. again. No one even asks, no one cares. <laughs> no one really does care. So, it's not a brag anymore after that. So, uh, you know, don't, if, if you're realizing like, wow, I really tanked that at ACT, typically you got another shot to take it again. Yeah. I'm all for take it multiple times, take it as many times as you need to. And uh, if it, if you don't land in your top school and that is your dream, I mean, there's other options to get to that dream. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's plenty I, of kids I went to high school with that maybe went to their backup school and then transferred to, mm-hmm. to end out in their top school. Yeah. I think that a lot of, especially in high school, high school is a weird part of your life because you think everything is so vastly important because you have to make like a really big life decision afterwards. And I think that really freaks people out. And that's why they get, they care so much about their ACT and their SAT and their grades and their GPA, your grades in high school, they definitely do help you get into your like school that you want to get into, but it's not going to make or break your life in any way. And I think people, take their grades a little too seriously. They stress themselves out. They put themselves under this immense amount of pressure over that one number that you're going to have a good experience wherever you end up. And like, you can always change your mind. People are like, it's one option and that's it. Oh my gosh. No, like you can change your mind. It's okay. Just because you decided you wanted to go to one school doesn't mean you're the option of transferring isn't there. Like that's always going to be there. And, um, I don't know. It's just like the numbers that seem to be so important to you in that one, like year, those four years of your life in the grand scheme of things do not matter at all. You're not going to remember a single test you took. You're not going to remember anything about anything of high school. You honestly, like the academics of high school in those numbers, ACT, SATs, those, especially like, they're not going to really, especially now because colleges I'm pretty sure are not a lot of colleges are taking SAT or ACT scores as much anymore. It's not like a very important thing of your application. So don't stress about it too much. It's like all going to work out in the end. And like, there's really no, it's not, it's not who you are, those numbers at all. And then when you end up getting a job and it turns into your salary, like your salary is never who you are, what you're worth or at all, like anything like that, you're going to, you're more, you're an an actual human. You're not a thing. You're not an item. You don't have a price tag on you. So 
just keep that in mind as you, you know, live in your life. Like numbers will not, are never going to be something that's going to be tied to you in the whole grand scheme of life. Yeah. That's a good point with the salary that, yeah, as long as you actually enjoy what you do, um, yeah. that is a huge part of the reward of doing it or the joy of getting up every single day. It's not how much money I'm making. It's yeah. I, I actually, I actually like going to work and yeah. I like, you know, the, the stuff that I'm doing Yeah, when you're miserable every single day of it, it is, it's so, so not worth it and way harder to get up and go do your job, no matter what that salary is. If you absolutely yeah. hate it, if yeah. you're just miserable every day, it's, it's not worth it in the long run. No, it's not. And it's like, that kind of can, can go into our next thing is like, if you aren't happy with any aspect of your life and you are either afraid of change or whatever, like take the risk, take the opportunity to make a change in your life, to make you happier because you're going to end up regretting so much of your life. If you just like get stuck in a loop and you can't like, it's just, life's too short. I know it's so, it's such a cliche. Like all of this is so cliche. Everyone's heard this 8 billion times, but like life is really too short in order to like be unhappy in your job or be unhappy in a relationship. Like it's okay to just, it's okay to be selfish a little bit in your life and take the opportunities you need to, to have the best life you could possibly have, because that is what's ultimately important is it's your life that you have to take action on. Yeah. Yeah. I think with like the taking risks, I mean, like with taking risks, I mean, it's like we were saying, if you're miserable in your job, it, it really takes a toll, I think on a lot of aspects of your life. And I think more than you realize it does, especially when you're in the midst of it. Um, like I definitely worked a job post-college that I absolutely dreaded. Like every single waking day of having to go to work was horrendous. And it was one of those where they really like worked me into the ground too. Like I was working, I think every single day, it wasn't like I was getting paid anymore to do it, but I was working yeah. every single day. Cause that was their general expectation. Um, and because of that, like I was tired all the time. I was just so unhappy and so irritable, like around everyone, like it bled into my own personal life. Cause I never got a chance to really turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like on call at all times. Um, so I never got to truly just like put my job into a box and walk away. It kind of started to bleed into so many other facets of my life. And, you know, you get to a point where you're just like, it's, it, this is not worth it. Like yeah, one bit. And my, my happiness is so much more important than being angry and mad and miserable at something that, you know, is not even what I'm passionate about doing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really, you know, I think we like, we put as a point, like don't prioritize wealth over your health. And I think wealth doesn't necessarily need to mean monetary value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think it's an important part that we tend to forget in like the society that we live where you, you know, they made to make you feel guilty for taking a day off or, you know, putting you first. Like that's, I think very much the vibe of general work society Mm -hmm. here, but oh my gosh, you know, we all need days. And, and it's something like I, that's the biggest thing I think I've learned this year. And like, I am someone who is very prone to being a workaholic, like, Mm -hmm hello, that's, that's who I be. Um, I feel really guilty for taking time off. I feel really guilty for stepping away and, you know, something I work with, with my therapist of, you know, I have these issues and I feel like irrational guilt for taking time off, but it's like, I do need this. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sick. <laughs> I shouldn't feel the need yeah. to go to work. Cause I'm sick. Um, you know, taking a vacation, I have one coming up and, oh my gosh, is that so hard to take the time off for, but I need it. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to write myself. And I think like, I've been so good this year where I've actually like utilized my sick days, like when I need it and not just try to power through and, yeah. you know, they'll sink without me and no, they are just fine. And they're probably yeah. happier. I took my sick time and got better quicker than if mm-hmm. I just prolonged it and 
you know, worked through, don't prioritize anything mm-hmm. above your health. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that I learned this year, I mean, we're only what, six months into the year, but I think I've definitely, are we really, it feels like it's been a year. <laughs> I know. I, it, it's, it's felt like it's gone by like so fast, but also so slow at the same time. But I would say that I think I've grown in the most amount of ways this year that I've seen just right now, how life has just been kind of kicking me at with and all the stuff I've just had to kind of deal with. It's just kind of made me realize that one, like everything is going to work out in the end. And I have, it's like my life motto, like always is that everything's going, I've always had that kind of mindset that everything is going to work out in the end. You know, if something goes wrong, there's always plan B, like there's always another option. If there's a will, there's a way, like it's, everything will truly work out in the end. Even when things look so insanely bad for you or like so horrible, either like it's going to work out that you have learned a lot, like you're, you've grown a lot within yourself. And I think I've learned the most this year by just like kind of being on my own. I haven't gone home since like, I feel like this is the longest time I've ever been away from home too. And like, I've really had to work on myself to be okay with being by myself. And, you know, it's it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy to like, I mean, obviously I have a support system. I'm not completely on my own or anything. I got my therapist too, but like, but it's different when you're so far away and that's really, you know, that's really something to learn. Yeah. Being okay with being like on your own for the first time is something that I've learned a lot in college, but like really have learned a lot this year and not having like to depend on a parental person. And now that you've like also get older with it, it's also kind of like your relationship with in your life or just other people in your life change as you change too. And now I'm like in a point where it's not really like, oh, I need to ask my mom for help. Okay. Like I obviously ask mom for help for everything, but (laughs) it's more like I can just talk to her about, you know, other stuff rather than like just only going to her for like guidance. It's now like our relationship is like broadened into like a friendship too. And it's not just a mom daughter type of relationship anymore. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, cause I went through the exact same thing. Um, Like, and that was for you, if you're a first time listener, like we're related. Yeah. Yeah. We are related. That's right. <laughs> we're sisters. So if you, there's a lot of commonalities here, it's because we, you know, grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I feel the same way. I remember being God, 17, 18. And I, I couldn't even tell you, like, all I wanted to do was just be out of the house. Like I was yeah, like, I'm out, I'm gone. I want nothing to do. I moved across the entire country for no reason. <laughs> she went aggressive. I was just going to move yeah. to Northern California, but Hey, <laughs> I guess about yeah. the same distance. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I remember having that moment where, you know, you're 17, you're 18. You think your parents are, don't understand you everyone goes through it. I don't care how good of a relationship you have with your parents. There is going to be a point where you're just like, these folks don't get me. And yeah, wow. I just felt really old saying folks. Oh my gosh. I, I keep saying I folks. I don't know what's going on. Got my walker out there for a minute, but, um, you know, and then, and then it, it kind of levels out. I think when you're in your early twenties, so like 20, 21, 22, you're really in that moment, like figuring out who you are on your own. So mm-hmm. even though at that time, like, yeah, I lived at home with my parents, I was starting to learn to be more independent. Um, so like I was working full time, I was going to school, I was starting to, you know, pay bills and mm-hmm. be that adult. Uh, you know, my, our parents didn't sugarcoat it. So, yeah, no. um, you know, it was, it was one of those, I, I got to really take pride in taking care of myself, even though I, I did have a safety net of being at home. I mean, let's be real, um, rent in California is redonk donk. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful, thankful, I'm, I'm yeah. thankful for them to help yeah. me there. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I think during that time there was a lot of, or, you know, definitely times where we butted heads, uh, just cause like I'm 21 and I should be able to go in and out of this house whenever I want. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it, that wasn't always the reality, um, or I had to help and be a part of the family because I was still at home. Mm-hmm. And so still wanting to, to just be that full-fledged adult, but I wasn't quite there yet. And then eventually I kind of did a similar thing as Brianne, who I didn't go as far. I went to school in Arizona and left the state. And that was truly my first time being alone. I've always had a plethora of family, like within an arm's distance And so finally being solely on my own, taking care of me, you know, not having, uh, you know, a parent I could turn to it, I think started to kind of change my relationship with my, both my parents, Mm -hmm. um, to where, yeah, we started, it was less of a, a, this is my power struggle. And, um, you know, you're still kind of telling me what to do or, or guiding me on what to do, but now it was like oh my gosh, I'm home alone and I don't know how to cook. Like, can you please tell me how to make this dish? Like it became more, more, I don't know. We were more on the same page. And, and I think everyone goes through that. Like whether you stay, you know, near the whole time you're living on campus, you're living at home. I think there's like a certain age where all of a sudden that relationship kind of switches where you've kind of discovered more of your own independence and, Mm -hmm you do rely less on your parents. And then that, that relationship morphs into, you know, something more, I mean, they're still your parents. So you're still gonna have moments where you're like, yo, you yeah. don't yeah. get me. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't care how old you are, but yeah, I would say like now, like I've got, I feel like I can really just like talk to my parents about anything. And, you know, there's, I don't feel like the judgment is there. Like mm-hmm. I probably did when I was a teenager. Yeah. No, 100%. And it's not like our, I don't, I can't really imagine our parents honestly judging us while we were in high school. I just, we, we saw it as that way of like, because we didn't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just, you would, cause you think that they don't understand you. And honestly, I feel like mom knew what was going up, going on with us at all times. Like, I think she <laughs> was fully aware of what was happening, but we just didn't want to believe I was it. an angel. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh Yeah. I was a golden child. Yeah, I could, I can't, I can't like, no, (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know who was out of the three of us. I don't even know who would have been the gold during high school. We were all brats. I was, you had, we were all brats in high school. Like I think drama. I don't think so. I don't (laughs) think so at all. Not saying I was any better. I'm just saying, I don't (laughs) I don't think me, you, or Jake had an easy, I think we all definitely wanted to rebel against our parents. And that was like a big thing yeah. about all of us. I think it's natural too. I think we it's all a have completely that natural thing. Yeah. 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 Um, There'll be something, but yeah. Independence and like something I've learned a lot. The other thing I was going to mention is that the second thing that I definitely have learned a lot this year is like just a lot about patience and, like, you know, good things come to those who wait. And I really 100% believe that all of my entire existence is that if you are patient, um, like I said, it's all going to work out in the end and you're going to look back and you're going to laugh. Every time I'm like, something bad happens, then I think, you know, in a few years, I'm like, I'm going to laugh at this at some point (laughs) in my life. I'm going to laugh at all this happened, all this crazy stuff that wasn't even important at the moment just seemed so important at the moment but Mm -hmm. you know I guess it's it's a good thing to have those feelings too because then that kind of also shows that you are living in the moment which is also super important too yeah I think like with those like good things come to those that way I mean the the biggest life lesson with that one is because it's a very cliche thing of like good things come to those who wait okay yeah there's a two-part for that is I feel like the the waiting period is not just I'm sitting around waiting for something to happen because then nothing's going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think this is a great thing or like that everything happens for a reason. What we do with our lives, nothing is like super linear. 
There is no fast track. There is no, you know, if the stars align and I get X, Y, and Z, I'm going to just be the happiest person ever. Like that's just, that's just not life. Mm -mm. Um, and from what I've realized, cause yeah, like I was very much brought up and went to high school, like elementary, even starting in elementary school, um, that, you know, you're going to go from here and you're going to go to this high school. And then from this high school, you're going to go to this college. And from this college, you're going to have this job. And then from that job, you're going to go here and then you're going to buy a house and you're going to have a family and it's going to be, you're going to be so happy. And your whole life is going to be figured out and completely set in stone by the time you're 25. Mm-hmm. Um, no, <laughs> no, it's not how it works. laughable. <laughs> And if you're someone that agrees, let us know. Cause yeah. Um, dang. Yeah. Things happen for everyone at different speeds at different rates. I mean, you might find your soulmate in high school. You may not find your soulmate until you're like 40. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's no right or wrong way to say when things happen. And I think that's that silly notion from when we're kids that like, you truly think by the time you're like 23, 24, you're going to have your life figured out. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the day when I have my life figured yeah, out and I'm 29. Same. So yeah. that 30 is right around the corner for me. Oh my gosh. We're at the halfway mark, literally at the halfway mark. Now that I'm looking at the date today. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's right. Line lining up right now, but I, things happen at different times. Like I'm perfectly, yeah you know, I'm finding in a groove where I love what I do. I think I'm really starting to find like my niche of what, what I'm good at and what makes me happy, which amazing, uh, you know, ask me two years ago, if I thought I was going to be here. No, (laughs) I felt like I was like just drowning. Um, you know, with school, I thought I'm going to go to this college or, you know, this college and I'll immediately have my job figured out that didn't happen. And part of me is really happy. It didn't happen that way. Cause I probably would have picked a career field that you really wasn't right for me. Uh, if I just kind of jumped into it and went, well, oh, let me just blindly pick out of this book. What, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really got to kind of explore myself. I, and figure out yeah. who I am. I think it's so incredibly important to like explore yourself, explore different options. Like it just, it kind of experience life in it in that way. Because that's what's going to, that's when you're going to find like what you love most and what you don't love most and all the things in between. And that is like, it's so important. Like to, it is crazy how at a young age, they do tell you like this fairy tale of, you know, you're going to go to college, you're going to meet your, now not a lot of people, it's not really like this anymore, but I feel like it was kind of maybe like this is like, you might meet your soulmate in college and then you're gonna get married right after college. And then you're going to go to, you're gonna get a job and you're gonna have this family, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's like that. First of all, most of the time doesn't happen. Also, anyone at the age of 22 should not even, should no one at the age of 22 is ready for anything like that. I mean, it's just like, you know, you have to have those experiences in order to really, truly figure out who you are. And like, it could happen earlier. It could happen later in your life. It's, you know, it could happen by when you're 22, but it's definitely like, okay to not be put together. Like it's really, you know, when you're in your mid twenties, like it doesn't like life doesn't, it just keeps going. And it doesn't, you're never going to like make like a point in your life where you're like, this is it. This is the rest of my life forever you can never make a decision like that. Cause you can never tell the future too. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think like the biggest thing is everyone's path is different. Everyone, things change. Everyone, everyone goes at a different pace and that's perfectly, perfectly. Okay. I mean, yeah. don't let anyone shame you of, of this. I mean, I've got friends who had already gone to school, weren't, were in a field, ended up hating that field. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, some of them went back to school to learn a different trade. Some of them started their own businesses. Some of them went totally different. Like I had a, a friend that was the same as me, like went into marketing. She worked for an agency and, you know, was doing marketing and realized I don't like this. 
I loved when I was a floral artist and made bouquets and, and do events that way. And that's what she does. And she's so happy. And who's to say that was the right or wrong decision that, you know, if that gives you life and, and meaning, then go for it. I mean, I love how many people now are like, um, like makers and things. And like, I think that gives you so much, so much life. I think we've got so much freedom now and we don't have to stay in that like nine to five routine that there are opportunities out there to branch out and make what you want out of this life. Yeah. Stoked on that one. But anyways, now that that tangent's over, (laughs) (laughs) um, what I kind of want to go into this one is I think follows a little bit of what we were saying, but, um, so the one that I find has been most important is know the worth of relationships. Um, this is one I, I think I've, I've dealt with a lot. Um, I think it's one that I have a lot easier time noticing off the bat. If it's not, if it's not something that's worth my time, um, you know, I, as you grow up and as you're learning and as you're changing and as you're evolving, um, so do your relationships in your life, Mm -hmm. your friendships, your romantic relationships, your relationship with your family, all that gambit, it, it does change as you're changing and you're growing. Um, you know, it's fabulous fabulous for all those people out there that have, you know, biffles from when you were in kindergarten and growing up on the street together, fabulous, Mm -hmm. not saying you have to ditch all of those relationships Mm -hmm. because you change, but it just means they've grown with you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think a really important thing is when you're noticing like, Hey, this relationship is not, I don't want to say serving me because that always sounds so negative, but like if it's not giving you happiness and if you're honestly dreading it more than half the time or, um, you know, you have that person in your life. That's just really causing a lot of like toxicity or negativity and Mm -hmm. you feel it and it's causing conflict in other areas of your life. Snip, snip, gotta go. Um, (laughs) like, don't be afraid to do that. I mean, you're now in, in a position where, you know, you don't necessarily have to be like, stuck with these people for X amount of years. Cause you're in high school or cause you're in mm-hmm. middle school, elementary school, what have you. Um, you know, this is your time to be kind of picky and choosy with your relationships because let's be real life gets busy and your time is valuable. Cause you only have so many X amount of hours that you're going to mm-hmm. do for, for fun stuff. And if that person is not feeding into that, let it go. Let, let yeah. it, let, let them go, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they say, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like <laughs> I ain't got time for you to like yeah. try and sabotage my life because, no. you know, if you also think that you're, you're putting in way more time into a relationship and you're not honestly getting like a good balance back, or you're not getting, you're not receiving the same amount of effort it's not necessarily a bad thing to let them go. I mean, you can also, when you say, when, when we like, I mean, I guess I want to say it this way. When we say, let these people go, it's not, it's not in a bad or like, there doesn't need to be drama with it. It's not anything like that. It's more just realizing that you've grown and you are a different person you were than, you know, three years prior when you maybe were really good friends with that person at the same time or something like that. And while, and if you start to notice that, you know, things have changed, things get busy, whatever, and they're not putting the same effort, it's not necessarily a bad thing to just kind of let them go and like do their own thing. You get to do your own thing. You get to, I mean, we do live in an age of technology where you get to be connected to people all the time and like, and that's great. So you can have like still civil relationships with people, but just maybe not know them as well. And that's completely okay. It's completely 100% fine to grow apart from people and maybe not talk to them as much. Or if you're noticing that they're not, you know, giving the same effort that you are, don't waste your time trying to fix something that might not be fixable. Cause most of the time, if they're not going to like, they're not going to put in the effort. It's obviously it's not, isn't, it really isn't worth your time to like, you know, waste on, 
on that person. And you can just let them go in a very nonchalant, like Mm -hmm. just let it be and like, you know, move on. And that's all you have to do. I agree. And, and yeah, I think when I say like, peace out girl scout, you know, those are for ones, like if they, if they're being very malicious towards you. Yeah, for sure. Like I've had that, what was sad to say, like, I've had that where people have just been like straight up malicious towards Mm -hmm. myself or like people they really love and care about. And, you know, having those moments where it's like, I do not have to put up with this. Like, if this is how you're going to treat me as a, as a really good friend of you, yours, like this is seriously not worth my time and headache. Like yeah. there's only so many chances in the world. And then I've had other friendships where, you know, at a point in our lives, we were just in very different wavelengths. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, would I stop hanging out with them all together? Heck no. I loved them to death. I, I, you know, valued their friendship. You know, we just had different interests of like how to spend our time. So mm-hmm. I kind of pulled back a little bit and, you know, did I completely cut them off? No. And I would definitely go and hang out when they wanted to, or should they have ever have called me and been like, Hey, I need you. I would be there. But yeah. was I spending every waking moment with them? No. no. And that was okay. And I think we've come to a point now where we're kind of way more in sync of like how we handle things and deal with things. And, um, you know, I, I don't feel like our friendship ever suffered from it. And I think mm-hmm. probably it was a good thing that it was like, Hey, no, not this time, but got you next time, you know? And, and I set up that boundary. Cause I think I would have been worn out and I probably would have regretted the friendship if I kept, kept yeah. up at the pace. So, yeah. you know, there, there's different ways to go about it. And like Brian was saying, we have social media now you're, you're in contact with people all the time. <laughs> you really are. I mean, like, even though you don't talk to them necessarily, like you see them around, they'll pop up on TikTok, they'll pop up on your Instagram. Like they're going to yeah. pop up in some way, shape or form. Like you see their life events. You're happy yeah. for them and go, Hey, cool. I'm, I'm so glad life's working out for you. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's all, that's all that really needs to happen, but it's a, comp- I definitely think it's a thing, especially in high schoolers where they think they have to keep these relationships with people because they don't want to lose sight of like their closest friends. Mm-hmm. And well, and can- I, I mean, look at it, even like, even for a school like you went to, it's mm-hmm. massive, but even yeah. in that massive school, you know, everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, most people, you know, you know, it's just kind of how it is now, but like, it's completely normal to just grow out of a friendship or, you know, and the thing is that when you grow out of a friendship too, it's not like you look back and you're like, oh, I don't like that person anymore. It's more like, oh, you look back and like, wow, I have really good memories, that person. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy I had those experiences with them, but I'm just not at a point in my life where we can be like, I guess in contact with each other, like 24 seven, like what you're saying. Cause it, it does get draining to like, always, you know, try to be there for everyone. Like you can never do that. You have to take time for yourself. Life lesson number 80 bajillion. I don't know. 80 bajillion <laughs> that we've talked about. That's what it feels like. I kind of lost track at this point. Yeah. But this is one that I personally struggle with the most because it's really hard for me to say no to people, but it it is, it's okay to say no, it's fully like, it's just, you have to, you have to say no in your life. Like you have to, there's points where you have to say no and it's completely okay to say no. You're not being selfish. It's not a bad thing to say no to things in your life because if it's going to take a toll on you or yourself, then there's no point. Heck yeah. Um, so I'm just as guilty. I have a hard, hard time saying no. I have a hard, hard time. I'm a weird combination of like, I'm such a control oriented. I, I have, I definitely have generalized anxiety guys. So what's up? How you do? Um, why do you think this is called anxiety sucks? Uh, so we, you know, I please cut this out. I'm rambling now. I'm just, I'm lost my, my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with this. I have a really, really hard time saying no. I am like a classic people pleaser type of person. I care so much, whatever people think instead of like taking my own stuff into account. Mm -hmm. Um, so something like I, I've had to work a really, really hard time at, at, 
I don't want to say fixing at getting better at, at training myself to be able to do this. Um, cause even still to this day, it's something I really struggle with. So this is something that once again, like I'm actively trying to work on and trying to get better. I think a huge part of saying no is, um, setting up boundaries. Uh, you know, I, I wish boundary setting was something that was like taught more to us in general. Um, but boundaries are amazing. Don't let anyone tell you boundaries are rude or yeah. mean or, you know, be no. Okay. Boundaries are for yourself. And those really help you say no. Um, and, and really kind of deviate from, you know, just being that yes person or, or going with the flow. I used to say that about myself, that I was like, Oh, I'm just a go with the flow kind of gal. Part of it was because I just couldn't say no. I would so much rather everyone be happy than be like, "Eh, I don't want to do that. And you know what? Once I started getting better at being like, you know, that's not going to make me happy or this is not how I want to spend my time. I really got to learn who respected my boundaries and who didn't Mm -hmm. in my life. And, um, you know, when I do have those moments where I'm able to say no, I feel really good. Yeah. I feel really, really good of like, that was, this is not a part of my, part of my journey today. <laughs> That's a huge, huge thing. This is not my journey today. I am not going to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that yoga mentality right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to say no. I think saying no is a huge part of, of growing up and you know, Hey, when you're 20, 21, you want to do it all. You oh, want to yeah. be a part of every little thing that's happening around you. I think too, with social media, not just not to be like, Oh, social media is so bad for you. I I'm obsessed. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like, I, you know, that definitely fuels it of like seeing photos of people just everywhere and all the time and hanging out in groups and this, that, and the other, that you have this vision of like, nobody says no, mm-hmm. you say no all the time, all yeah. the time. Like healthy to say no, I feel it's so healthy for you because, and it doesn't have to be like, I think a lot of it I saw was, you know, like wanting to say no to like, I don't want to do this chore or I don't want to yeah, do it at yeah, work, yeah. you know, having to take it in those more professional settings, but saying no in your social life is so important. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. If you like look at your calendar and you're just overwhelmed of, oh my gosh, I have to run here and I got to go with these people. And then I got to go with these people. And then I got to go with these people. And then I go here and you're exhausted looking at that or you're, I don't know. I feel like for me, that's when my anxiety will take over as I'm like, oof, I'm overwhelmed. I have way too much to do. Now I want to do nothing. Um, be choosy with your time, Mm -hmm. be choosy. It's okay to say no be like, Hey, not this time, but next week hit me up. Yeah. 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 I think that's like, I think the power of no can be like, well, one, it can gain yourself a lot of respect and that you respect yourself in order to, you know, actually like take, take a stand to be like, yeah, I don't want to do this right now. But also it like shows who's also respecting you back. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, Like the older you get and the older your, your friends get around you, Mm-hmm. it becomes like a, yeah, no, I get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a, Oh, come on, man. Like then, then, then they're like kind of poking yeah. you, which yeah. we're all prone to. I did it the same thing when someone was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go out. And I'm like, you have to, you can't bail on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get older and you make plans. And it's like those memes where it's like 50 years later, sometimes that's what happens, but like you get to it, you know, or yeah. I have friends now, if I'm like, dude, can I be real with you? Like it was a rough day. I'm not in a great mental state. We can make this happen, but like, I may need a minute to myself. They're understanding. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, understanding. Sure. Or if they're not understanding, then that's when, you know, you should let them go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or we change our plans and do something a little different and make it. So we're both, you know, in a good yeah. place that that's part of that process of saying no, of being super honest with those around you, you know, not being made to feel guilty for saying no. Um, and 
putting, putting you first a little bit, you know, I think there's times where we're taught not to be selfish, but sometimes you need to be a little selfish for you. Sometimes you do need to, like, you have to be a little selfish for you in order to like live a balanced life. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just what you have to do. I mean, what's the point of not, there's obviously a bad, there's a bad way you can look at selfishness, obviously, and you can take it to an extreme where it is a bad quality, but yeah. sometimes a little bit here and there, a little balance of it can, it is a, it's probably one of the best qualities you can probably have in your life just because you are taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And not saying like you're being selfish towards other, you're just being selfish yeah. with your own self. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so not in that negative way. I think we've said before, like, it's okay to be selfish about your (laughs) self-care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Quoting Chris here. Um, but it's true. I think, I think, I think that's a life lesson to learn is like, there's moments where it's okay to be a little bit selfish with, with yourself in time. I'm going to throw that in there. We're going to slip that one under the radar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think another one that, we both just see as a huge, huge importance, no matter like what stage you are in your life, no matter like what's going on around you is never losing sight of kindness. I think, yes, this, this was written. I can't even like no no taking props. Like this was written on a list and we both were like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. That, that is the most important, important, important thing. I think best advice someone could ever give you. I love the way they phrased it. Like you just, you just never know what someone else is going through around you. Mm -hmm. And just true. I will say (laughs) that kindness, I know it's like, it sounds kind of cheesy, you know, to be kind to everyone and treat people with kindness, you know, quote and Harry Styles over here, but like (laughs) it, it does help it does help a lot of like situations. If you are just nicer and you're nice to people, people are way more like willing to be nice to you back, but also they're way more willing to just like, you know, if they see you take the high road over something that they, you know, they should have apologized for, like they really take a look at themselves and being like, okay, I should have done, you know, that differently. It really does they might never admit that, but like, that is definitely something people do think about. And it is something that like can stick with you for a while. And I think kindness is one of the most important traits you could have like in anything. And also if you like watch Ted Lasso, I mean, that show don't need to watch that show. It's filled with kindness. And the reason why so many good things happen is because Ted Lasso is just so kind to everyone and he really just kills everything and everyone around him with kindness. And he's just, you know, and it, it does help everyone in life be a little bit easier. And you're completely 100% right where you, you do not know what's going on in someone's life. You can never know all the details that are happening. Any stranger you meet, they might be having a bad day. And if you're just nice to them, then they're, they have nothing to complain about of, in that interaction with you because you were kind to them. And I think that is just, it's something that is so, so, so important, but it's not something that people I think talk about enough. Yeah. It's, okay. It's just like, it's just there. And it's like on every TJ Maxx home sign ever, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like no one really ever thinks about like how actually important it is. A hundred, a hundred percent. I think like, okay. So this never lose sight of kindness. I mean, any college student who's worked any server job in their lives, yeah you learn the true extent of like the human self. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You see the best and you see the absolute worst. And I think like, I feel like it needs to be mandatory for everyone in their lives to work a server job because yeah. wow, does that change you? Like I, I could never be rude to anyone who works in that because it's like, I you feel the this, pain. I feel the pain. Like I know exactly yeah. what you're going through and I will not be the person to be redonkulous. I mean, does it happen unintentionally? Sometimes I'm indecisive. I'm that person. Sorry. But, you know, I think, I think going out of your way 
just to like, like I was in line for Chick-fil-A and the lady was, you know, did the standard, like, how are you today? Blah, blah. blah. And then I asked her, I'm like, how are you doing today? Yeah. And she was like, oh, thank you for asking. Like, I'm, I'm doing actually pretty good. And, and like played it off as like, I'm the first human being to have actually asked yeah. that question back. And it's like, oh, really? Totally. Like, no one's asked you. No one's like, thanked you for what you're doing today that you're standing out in the hot sun yeah. taking my order. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. And so it's that mentality of just going through and just, and just simple kindnesses back. I mean, yeah. I think we, we expect a lot of like cynicism in the world nowadays. Like we look at everything with this has negative attentions behind mm-hmm. it. And I think we need to start changing that to, you know, just expecting kindness, expecting the best intentions from people. Yeah. Cause you know, it's still out there. It doesn't have to all be negative. We get a lot yeah. of negativity in our lives and we don't need any more than that. No. And that's why I think like kindness is really like one of the, I don't know. It's definitely something that I think can keep this world going around and around and around because a lot of really bad stuff happens seemingly more nowadays. I don't know. I feel like everyone says that every point in time, like, oh, things are really bad right now. And I, you know, but it's just like, you know, people are just doing their own thing and then bad things happen. Obviously nothing's perfect in this world, but if you just have a little token of kindness, like it does make, it makes a difference and it makes people so happy. And you're like, I'll come back. I'm like, wow, I had the most best experience at maybe Chick-fil-A because the guy was so nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really nice. And like, you know, if you see someone who's really like having a hard time of it, I mean, just be a little extra kind. Cause you never, that might just be the thing to help turn their day around. I mean, we all yeah. have it. We are so exactly. we're, we're human. Um, yeah, everyone has their days. Every, everyone has their days. And sometimes all it takes is that little extra, like, Hey, you got this. That yeah. just goes, thank, thank you for seeing me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like kindness, like it, it show like, it kind of validates like you're still, you know, going, you're still like doing life. You know what I mean? Because someone's acknowledging, you know, how was your day? Just something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes a long way. It goes a long way. It totally it goes. Right. It makes a difference. It really does. Communication is huge, 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 huge. Yeah. I feel like all of these are my weaknesses that I have actively been working on. So Let's I, crack into it. Yeah, I can <laughs> say communication is something that I've learned the most over my college years. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I'm like, kind, I think I'm pretty good at communicating with people with how I feel. Yeah. What I want to do, but yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's exactly, I think my point where I'm headed with it is, you know, communication is huge with family, friends, romantic partners. Yeah. Your dog whatever yeah. have you, uh, your coworkers, like having that very honest communication, I think goes such a long ways. Uh, I know a lot of what we've been talking all day today is, you know, not stressing about the little things, not, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the kind of general anxieties you have mm-hmm. growing up, but being able to relay when you have that, cause like we said, we're human, we're going to freak out about something. We're going to think, you know, this thing, I'm never going to get through this. This is kind of the end all be all. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to have those. Okay. Dramatic much. Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. (laughs) And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, communicating with those around you, especially of like how you're doing and being honest about how you're doing is really, really big because you can only put on that mask for so long of like, everything's fine. I'm fine. Mm. I'm fine. And as someone who, so I've, I've been in a, in a long-term relationship, um, where I'm actually getting married this month. So, oh my gosh, you know, a life event I never thought was going to happen is happening. So, um, you know, that's been a learning process of how to communicate with my partner of, how I'm feeling, um, you know, especially when you get in disagreements, cause you're going to, because mm-hmm. you aren't identical human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how to work through those together and, and make it, make it so it's productive, um, make yeah. it so both people are being heard or being validated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and I think, I think a lot of it was, I used to look at disagreements or things like that. I'm going to take it with disagreements for today. Um, was, it was like a, it was a fight to see who was, who was right. You know what I mean? Like you get that mentality of you have to be right. Or you're proving for your own self, but like, Mm -hmm. that's not what those are about. Like they're really about just trying to come to an understanding of one another and changing that mentality is, is huge. Um, and being able to communicate like, Hey, I'm not doing all right right now. And yeah. they need to know that, or, you know, help, help. They'll try and be there to work through with you. Like how mm-hmm. you're, what can I do to help you? What can I do yeah. to help make you feel better? But they never know how to help you. If, if you never, you don't open up and communicate. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I can't read your mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No one. And that's the thing. Like, I think being honest about your communication and like how you communicate with others, it is the only way you're going to have a support system because people start to lose support with you if you won't give them anything back and you're not communicating anything at all. So, you know, it's really important to not shut people out, important people in your life, um, to not shut them out, communicate with them because they, they're going to help you. People don't just ditch people like, Obviously, Mike isn't going to ditch you right now, right before you're going to get married. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so important to like, just like communicate with others. And that's like, it's so, so vastly important to, yeah. to have that communication. Yeah. And it's like hard, it's so hard though. It, so especially opening up about yourself and like communicating yes. about how you feel, it's incredibly hard and it, t- it takes an immense amount of work to get there. But once, you know, you get to that level of comfort of you start to trust people of you can communicate with, like, it's so much worth it. And you'll be so much happier. So much happier. So yeah, so much happier. <laughs> I'm not alone. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I, you know, as, as a, you know, I feel so lame to say like, as a comm major, what I learned, as we're saying, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter in the long run. It does. You, you pick up things. It's cool. School's cool. Yeah. Learn, learn, learn. Um, but that's one of the biggest things, like the classes I've taken that they teach you is, is there's a lot of part of it that's communicating. So how we're our non-verbal communications, so our body language, you know, down to what we're actually saying, you know, all of that is super, super important. All of that is important in trying to communicate. I think being open with the close ones around you is is super important. Cause like we said, they can't read your mind. They really don't know what they're, what you're going through unless you open up to them. Um, and, and, you know, I think being okay that, you know, I'm someone who sometimes does need to check out and I go, I need, I need a minute to myself. I need to kind of debrief this myself first and having to be able to tell someone around me, like, Hey, I'm not checking out. Cause I'm trying to be like rude. I just really need to like process what is going on with myself. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll come to you. And then that way there's that understanding of like, Hey, this is just my process. This is how I'm dealing with stuff. And you know, when I'm ready, I'll come and ask for help or I'll come yeah. in and kind of share what, what I'm at. Cause yeah, if I don't know the answer to it, I'm like, I can't, I'm right. working <laughs> through, I'm working through this right now. Give me, give me a minute as I, as I process, yeah. but you have to be open and kind of share that. Cause you know, once again, they won't know unless you say something of yeah. like, Hey, this is how I deal with it. And if you're having trouble working through stuff or opening up a communication, I don't know if we can say this enough on this show is therapy is amazing. It is. Everyone (laughs) go get therapy, go get therapy, you know, to have someone that you can just kind of like word vomit all this stuff out to and not be judged Mm -hmm. Um, or at least a good one won't judge you. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. I'll put that out there if they're the right person for you. Cause it's like finding the right therapist is definitely like dating. So mm-hmm. search around if it's not have- working, it's really helpful to work through when I'm having moments where I'm like, I don't know how to say what I want to say. Help me figure out how to say this. Yeah. Um, and they do. And that's such a great tool to have and to utilize. And, you know, I think, it's been really helpful in my process where, you know, yes, I get to boast. I'm the calm major. I know all about communication, mm-hmm. but, um, even I need help. I struggle with yeah. it. You know, you, I'm Cuban. It, and, it happens. Yeah. Also, I mean, 
whenever I like, I mean, I had therapy today, so I'm, I got all my things I needed to say out already, <laughs> but basically like every time I end up my therapy and I like finally open up about all the things I need to, cause she always asks me, she's like, what do you want to talk about today? And she always leaves it up to me. And I'm like, Kimberly, I don't know what I want to talk about today. I was kind of hoping you would guide this, but it's always on me. And I, and I do appreciate that because then afterwards she, you know, does her little spiel and she validates and does her little therapist magic. And then afterwards I feel so much better mm-hmm. immediately just because I talked about my problems. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's always done. I feel like we're in a promo for therapy right now, but I know we really are. <laughs> I mean, it's fabulous. It, you know, I think what I love most about it is it's not, yes, there's validation of your feelings, but they're there to really work with you and dive deeper into why you do what you do. Um, and so, yeah, so sometimes I get to see point blank, like, oh, that was silly. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I guess, I guess I did kind of like overboard yeah. it or, and you know, something that I've noticed when I do, like when I have these realizations is that I will realize it as I'm saying it out loud. It's just in my head. I don't see the flaws of whatever I'm like going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I talk it out loud and I like actually say it and then they like, look at me, like I have three heads. I'm like, I look at myself like I have three heads. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So why'd we, why'd we do this? You know what I mean? Like it, that the open communication with yourself, you have to like actually verbally physically say it in order to yes. like realize. That's such a good point to throw in with this communication is mm-hmm. having open, honest communication with yourself is so important because yeah, I think we're very prone to blowing something out of proportion or, mm-hmm. you know, being on our own side, let's be real. We all think we're right. Yeah. Um, if you don't think that, then you're lying to yourself. Cause mm-hmm. we like to be right. Being able to communicate honestly with yourself or like realizing, yes, I overreacted. I need to be the bigger person right now, or I need to go and apologize for what I did. I need to see where I can change this. That's all part of this whole like learning process mm-hmm. of growing up is, mm-hmm. is really just being honest with yourself, with others. Yeah. Um, you know, and Hey, if you have a hard time doing it, you're not alone. I think every human being really struggles with it. Is it all takes time and like patience with yourself in order to get to these points. Yes. And is it perfect? No. I mean, clearly a lot of these on this list, I mean, take it from me. I'm on the older side of the twenties, sad day, but you know, there's a lot of it where I'm still really trying to work my hardest at getting better at and, Mm -hmm. and finding healthy balances here and there. And it'll be a process. I think I work on until I'm in a nursing home. So (laughs) exactly, you're never going to like stop learning and stop changing, stop evolving, stop all of that. All in all, I don't know. Should we do a quick summary of today's? Yeah lovely. Here's our Ted talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is a quick summary of everything. And to quote our dear, lovely Ferris Bueller, cause how could we have an episode of life lessons and not quote Ferris Bueller? Let's be real. Um, whereas, you know, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. Exactly. Um, words of wisdom from a very smart writer of that movie. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, don't stress like the numbers. I, it's not worth, it's really not worth it. And the numbers are all relative. It's so relative to whatever they're, they apply for. And it doesn't, it doesn't discount your worth. Um, you know, I think we were saying a lot of good things come to those that wait, being patient, things do work out. Um, everyone's path isn't linear. There's a lot of bumps in the road, but you will get there. Um, it's okay to say no, it's, you know, definitely take value in the relationships around you and know your own personal worth. Uh, be kind to everyone, be kind human beings in this world and communication is key. So Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you like this show and want to help support us, please like, and subscribe to your favorite podcast app 
Also leave us a review and rate the show and definitely check out that survey I mentioned in the beginning. Another easy way to support us is to share the show with your friends and family that might like it as well. And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on our social media at Instagram, NAMI underscore OC, TikTok, NAMI underscore OC, Facebook, NAMI Orange County. You can also email us at anxietysucks at namioc.org of any topics you guys want to hear. And thank you so much. And I hope this was interesting and something that you and you guys had some takeaways. So thank you. Have a great day. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show and helps us to share our message of mental wellness to people in our community. NAMI OCD Classified Anxiety Survival Guide is for informational and educational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice, diagnoses, nor treatment. NAMI OCD Classified Anxiety Survival Guide is funded by the Orange County Healthcare Agency and Behavioral Health Services. And if you want to hear more of NAMI OCD Classified Anxiety Survival Guide, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app.